0: former NFL All-Pro, friend of the show. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back, lights out, Sean Merriman. Sean, what's happening? Hey, what's up, my man? How's it going? It's going a little this way, a little that way, to be totally honest with you. But I will say this, Sean. Uh, I was, uh, you know, been a Maryland fan. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland fan since I was a kid. Mark Mangus. That was kind of the first team I was following back in the mid-70s. Then I was a season ticket holder for many years, not to make it all about me, including your entire career, down in College Park. And I'm watching the game last Saturday against Illinois, and things didn't go according to plan, and I'm just a, a casual observer. Maryland loses at home to Illinois on homecoming. You're an alum. Maryland trying to level up in the Big Ten. You're watching that game. What's going through your mind, like, Keep in mind, I'm losing my mind. What's Sean Merriman doing on this one? Yeah, the,
1: the same. <laughs> you know, the same. Yeah, you know, and, it, and it's hard, right, because obviously, you know, going over to the Big Ten from the start, we knew it was going to be an uphill battle, right? At least initially, we knew the uh, it was going to be a little lopsided in the trenches, right, big offensive and defense line. We knew that part. But we, we, we also knew that skill position-wise, that Maryland can hang with anybody in the Big Ten. So we know they, they're capable of putting up points. Uh, they, they're great in the skill, skill position. And they're going to have a hard time against the Ohio State, the Michigans, those teams. We know that those are going to be uphill battles. Indiana's a team you got to beat. You you have to. And this was my issue last year uh, with, with some of the teams that they played. You can't have letdown games. you got to go out and beat the team that you're supposed to play uh, beat. Last year when they lost against Purdue, and they lost against Northwestern, I, I believe Purdue and North, Northwestern, you're supposed to beat those teams. You beat those teams, and then, you you know, you, you at least give a dogfight to a Michigan-Ohio State. And then while you're building up, it helps you in recruiting. It helps the, uh, I guess, the national eyeballs that you're supposed to get, getting ranked and all that stuff. And then you build over the course of time. But when you have letdown games like they did or homecoming – it, it puts too many questions out there for too many people watching, including, you know, alumni like myself.
0: Now, Sean, the buy is this week. If you're a player, you're Mike Loxie, would you prefer to get right back on the field or after two straight losses, including the debacle against Illinois, is the buy coming at the right time?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, <clears throat> at, the, at the end of the day, um, when the momentum is not shifting your way, and it works both ways, when the momentum is not shifting your way, you want a little time to regroup, get healthy, get your guys back on the field. They are a little banged up right now. I'm not using that as an excuse. They are a little banged up, so that bye week is going to help them. Um, on the flip side, if you're doing well, you don't want that momentum to stop, right? You don't want a bye week when you're when you're trending up. Right now, that's not the case. They had the loss against Ohio State, loss against uh, Illinois, and at the at the end of the day, this is the time right now to regroup, uh, Coach Loxley, which I know he is, I know he will be going to tell all the players, hey, it's time to go look in the mirror. Either you want to go out and win or you don't. And I want all the best players. I want you to go out here and lay it on the line for the rest of the season. I want to see who want to be here who don't. And so that this is a time to reflect um, when you have this much of a break when things haven't been going your way. And I, I, I got a lot of faith, man. I, I really do. Um, I thought they played well in the first half, first a little bit against Ohio State, and yep. the momentum swung. And it just never went back their way. Now they have to come out this thing and make a statement. That's that's bottom line. They don't make a statement; those questions will always be: Is this team real, or are they not? So they have to come out swinging after the bye.
2: Hey, Sean, let's you know switch to the NFL game a little bit. Now we're seeing a lot of pregame fights lately. I mean, all right, I can understand that playoffs because the intensity's up, but in the regular season. Normally, you know, everybody loves everybody and everybody's talking to each other, hanging out, laughing, joking. And then it's like, you know, because you're you're sitting there watching, you're saying, now how can these guys go play against each other when they're just hanging out, you know, chit-chatting with each other the whole time? What do you think about all these pregame fights now? What's the cause of that?
1: You know, so I do have a bit of an old school mentality, right? I do think the, the game has gotten a little softer. Rules have gotten, they've changed a lot. But what I've never understood is, you got, you got four quarters. You got 60 minutes to do whatever you want to against another person. Why fight? I, I just – I never understand. And, and this is coming from somebody who's in the fight business now, so I love a good fight, right? But when you're playing the team and you, got, and you can hit them in between the whistle, what's the commotion before the game? I don't understand it, right? If a guy push, shoves you, or say something to you pregame, you find out who that guy is and you knock his head off in between the whistle. So I don't I don't really understand the um the extra I, I don't know if it's uh you know social media, the the T V the presence, guys don't wanna be tough, uh and don't wanna be called certain things because they have a persona, they have an image to protect. But I think it's quite stupid, man, because you have an opportunity to play that guy, to go against that guy in between the whistles. So go and take care of business then. Not pregame where where it doesn't matter.
2: Now, Sean, how tough is it? You know, I mean, you were with the Chargers when they were in San Diego, and their crowd base, you know, in San Diego was awesome. You know, and then now for the Chargers up in L.A., when whoever they're playing is the home team, it seems like.
1: Well, I'll say this. Um, You expect a Kansas City to travel well. You expect, uh, you know, the Cowboys. Cowboys came out. You expect the Raiders Everybody wants to come to California, right? No one's leaving California to go live in Kansas City. That's that's just the that's just the truth. So you expect the the, the team to show up. Now you got to silence that crowd, and uh, and they've done that a few times this year. But it also went the other way. You know, I was at the Cowboys game, and obviously there's a lot of Cowboys fans, there, you know, America's team, so forth or whatever. Um, but you got an opportunity to knock the fans out and take the breath out of them early on in the game but instead you give them an opportunity to keep being loud to keep uh you know kind of attempting to take over the stadium uh but more importantly man i i just really believe that um th- there is a uh perception that the charters don't have fans and i would say when they first moved to la that was a huge problem i was there there was a 50 50 crowd when they first moved there's no doubt about it now it's a 70 30 it's a 70 30 crowd but the problem is is that when you, when you have a crowded stadium with other teams' fans, you give them an opportunity to stay in the game.
0: Joy Merriman joining us, Maryland All-American, NFL All-Pro with the Chargers. Lights out 12 coming up November 18th. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But let's get to the league through seven weeks, and your Chargers are two and three. They got all this talent. They brought in Kellen Moore. I know they got Eckler back, but they have this. they have all of these stars, and they got big payrolls. What's the disconnect there with the Chargers? We expect them to challenge Kansas City, but they can never seem to get to that level.
1: Well, you, you know, I start looking from everything from the top down. When you have a talented team like this, I think that Tom Telesco has done a, a magnificent job at assembling this team. As a GM, that's the most you can do, is put together the best roster you possibly can. So if it's not the GM, then you start working your way down to the coach. Okay, Brandon Staley has had a, you know, kind of a mark on him about going forward on fourth down, questionable calls, those type of things. My biggest concern is them playing with playing without passion and emotion. That That is my number one concern. Not hit, not him going forward on fourth down. Not them giving up some big plays here and there. And that's not my concern. It's the, uh, the, the the willingness to be okay, right? We're getting beat at the line of scrimmage. Not making plays. The, the emotion, the passion to me right now is missing. And I don't know if, if that's the analytical side coming from Coach Brandon Staley on down, you know, looking at numbers too much. Um, you know, one thing, I, and, and it's kind of off topic a little bit, one thing I love about Dan Campbell and the Lions, the reason why they went those guys play with grit and emotion. They're diving, they're tackling, they're finishing plays. And by the way, they're not the most talented team in the NFL, but they those guys are playing hard. So when you're talking about the Chargers, my number one concern is, is passion. God, like, you going out there to play football, you guys are looking lost, you're getting pushed around, and you're okay with it. That's a huge problem for me.
2: Sean, I was just going to ask you about the Lions because they come to the Ravens this week. And I just got done watching film on them, too. And I kind of tend to agree with you. I mean, the thing that they do and you tend to agree, um, fundamentally, they play great and they play hard, like you said. And then what do you think? Let me ask you this. What do you think of the pass rushers in this game? Because Clowney's been playing great for the Ravens as of late. Yeah,
1: well, I already knew that was going to happen, and, and I, and I uh, attribute a lot of that to Chuck Smith, um, you know, mm-hmm. who helped out there a whole lot. I worked out – I used to train with Chuck Smith in Atlanta during the offseason. And when I tell you that he's one of the best pass rushing coaches there is in ever, maybe, or best pass rushing coach ever, along, um, you know, with that line with uh, uh, Smith and that linebacker quarter they got, those guys are aggressive. They, their front seven is something not to play with, and they're getting after you up front. The problem is going into this week, and it's going to be a little bit of an issue for them. They're also going against like-minded guys on the other side of the ball. They, the Lions, they are uh, uh, bullish. They, they get pushed up front. Montgomery, those guys, they fight for every end. You look how hard and how how much they run downhill and how they finish runs. They're the run. The Montgomery, those guys, they're taking the two linebackers. They're falling for it all the time. Those guys are, uh, you know, they're not turning the ball over as much. They're playing great defense. These are the teams that you got to go out and say, you know what? We we're go- this going to be a four quarter ball game. We may be in a dog fight. We just have to come out on top. That's that's what this week is going to be about for the Ravens.
0: Shaw Merriman Lights Out. Tell us about Lights Out 12 coming up on November the 18th.
1: Yeah, we got a huge fight. Lights Out Extreme Fighting 12. Uh, we'll be in Long Beach, California, but you can find out more information on this on lightsoutexcept.com. We'll also be live uh, November 18th on Fubo Sports, Fubo TV. So if you guys don't have Fubo, make sure you get it. Uh, we have the next up-and-coming superstars of the MMA uh, business, and uh, you, you would love to catch a, a young Conor McGregor or Ronda Rousey or John Jones. We, we have these up-and-coming superstars that we're building, so you guys want to catch them and, and watch their growth in the sport.
0: Sean, appreciate your time as always. Good luck with the card. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. Yep.